Welcome to the Sensi Postcast. I'm your host, Kevin Wallace. And before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you a little bit about our sponsor, Sensi Shirts. Look, you know Sensi Shirts. You love Sensi Shirts. They've been with FC Cincinnati from the beginning, folks. They've been there from the start, the good old USL days. And we're just so happy to have them on as a sponsor here at the post. And so if you go over to their website, that is cincyshirts.com, check out with the promo code the post cincy, all one word, all caps. They'll knock 10% off of your entire order. That includes not just FCC gear, but if you are a suddenly a new fan of the Cincinnati Reds, you too can get 10% off your entire order there. And look, they have MLS and MLSPA licensed FCC gear available in two retail locations, as well as their website that's in Hyde Park and Fort Mitchell. And the best part, folks, they will print what you want on demand if they don't have your size on the shelf. Awesome, awesome, awesome setup there. So again, that is the post Cincy, all one word, all caps, or use the link in the description of this episode to get 10% off your entire order. Thank you so much to Cincy Shirts for sponsoring today's episode. And on today's episode, we're doing our best to not talk about that 3-0 loss to DC United on Saturday. Is rotation entirely to blame here? Is a 3-0 loss a major concern? Then in part two, we're looking at a couple of players coming into the two team and primarily wondering where is Gerson Mascara exactly and why is he there and not with the team? And then in part three, we're just really happy for Brandon Vasquez, and that's going to be your Cincy Postcast. Joining me to talk about all of that and more, I've got three gentlemen here that I guess are also bunkering for the oncoming tornado as of the time of recording. I don't know if anybody else has been keeping tabs on the weather radar, but I've got friends in Indiana sending me pictures of hail and uh, bring on this evening. Huh? Didn't, I, didn't it already pass through? Aren't we I good don't now? Know. <laughs> I think we're getting it now. I have no idea. It's like really I'm, nice I'm, outside. I'm personally ready. I'm personally ready for it to take me. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> After that DC game, you're you're done. Yeah, yeah. there's already a tornado in uh, Indiana. <laughs> yeah, there was uh, yeah nasty footage out there. And the, and the good news is is that once a storm has one tornado, everyone knows that's about all a storm's good for. So they got it out of the way early. We're fine. I think at this point. Yeah, sometimes there's two tornadoes, but as long as you don't go more than two, um, you're going to survive. <laughs> once once you get to three tornadoes, a lot of questions are being asked of who's in charge. I completely agree. Also, if we're going to talk about weather, severe thunderstorm warning. Like, grow what do up. I do? It's a thunder, what it's do a I do? Grow yeah. Oh my God, it's thunder and lightning. What if... I don't need that. I don't need a warning that it's going to rain. Like, give, save the warning for when my house is going to blow away. Everything else is survivable. 
I uh, I know I'm not breaking any new ground here, but the tornado watch versus tornado warning to me has always intuitively felt backwards. Like I like the idea of a watch is that you are watching the tornado as it's happening and a warning is like a general, hey, there might be a tornado. Um, and that is not how it works. The, the watch is, hey, we're keeping a, a watch out for tornadoes and a warning is that there is one. It's It's backwards to me. I don't know. Yes, yeah, snake ready, you raise your hand. <laughs> uh, I've, I've been, uh, oh, we just had an Fest sale. I've been having the same issue, you know, this summer. You're out in the garden, annuals and perennials. For some reason, oh. that one really throws me, and I have to ask my wife every single time. And I'm like, wouldn't it make more sense the other way? And I'm probably wrong, but no, I, I actually, I can't even tell you right now which one is which. So that just goes to prove it. With, with the annuals and perennials, it's always what I think, whatever it is, and then it's the opposite. Because I've never had it correct. Because <laughs> the annuals, you'd be like, oh, yeah, it comes back annually. You only need to plant this once. It's like, no, you, those die. Yes. I, I'm, uh, I'm I still lost. Im- I have to immediately translate it to sports. Perennial contenders. Oh, these guys are contenders all the time. It'll be here forever. But annual, annual contenders. contenders. <laughs> they're contending all the time. They're annual <laughs> annual contenders. <laughs> he had me in the first That's half. That's a good point. <laughs> 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 I, I don't know. I'm just I like trying, that we've yeah. decided that biweekly just means two different things. Yes, yes. Like it just it just means two different things. Biweekly no and bi-monthly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Unless you're in Florida, we're, we're, I don't think we're done with semi-weekly there, or semi-monthly. <laughs> so bi-weekly, not in this state. It, it it is it is it is Pride Month, so it's 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 every week is 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 bi-weekly. You only get one. <laughs> Uh, I just think all weeks matter, so I just want to put that on. The <laughs> I mean, not a good look. Not a good look, Kevin. I think the best chief, way. To- not a good look, Chief. <laughs> I think the uh, the best way to solve this would be just to say, "What does biweekly mean?" and post that to bodybuilding.com and, fi- <laughs> and just find out what they think on there. <laughs> I'm working out bi-weekly. Is this too much? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I like to use, and this was uh, this always gets you a weird look in a meeting uh in the office, fortnightly. There's no there's no misconstruing what fortnightly is there. Well That's now that now uh, there is because all the kids are like, wait. You play video games, you nerd. The Zoomers ears perk up. Oh, it's Fortnite. What? <laughs> I'm I'm back. I'm back from vacation. Knoxville was lovely. It was a nice place. Uh, terrible uh, acoustics for the podcast. So hopefully this sounds a little bit better. But yeah, good time. See the fabulous Sun Sphere. I did. It was beautiful. <laughs> I drove right past it on my way into town and out of town as we were staying about 30 minutes outside of Knoxville. Uh, Dollywood, lovely. It was, uh, it was of a course. good time. I'm going back this year. Chief, oh. you were, you were going to say something? I was going to say, if you had to put five soccer people in a submersible and send them down to the Titanic, who would it be? <laughs> you got to find... Ooh. Gary Walker, one. (laughs) Tommy Heineman, two. Whoever does MCC's immigration paperwork. (laughs) That guy guy needs to go. Gary Walker's hands and Tommy Heineman's knee. What could those two cook up down there? (laughs) Well, you know Tommy Heineman's reading the waiver line by line and looking for something he can sue about beforehand. (laughs) 
Whichever uh, whichever passport control officer in Toronto has been overzealous <laughs> lately. Can you? Um, you don't want to name a player, but Frankie Amaya would be a good <laughs> sub addition. Good good subculture guy. You want that in the sub? Brenner's agent. <laughs> yeah. Back in, we we could put him in the sub in like 2021. <laughs> Save us a lot of trouble. I mean, obviously Jeff Birding is piloting it from the ship on the surface. Yes, I think we <laughs> with can a Logitech controller. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> nonstop dive. The untold FC Cincinnati story for the years <laughs> one through three. The, the twenty twenty one is when is when the carbon fiber hole imploded. <laughs> so, can I like this has been bothering me the entire week. Why are people so obsessed with going down to see the Titanic? Like that's a little fucked up, right? It's you a mass grave. See it, right? It's a mass grave site. Like aren't they under- like looking at it on like a viewfinder? No, there's, there's like a, one there, there's, tiny porthole, but yeah. The, and the tiny porthole is almost certainly what failed to cause the massive implosion. Um, but like that's kind of <laughs> fucked up. Like under any other circumstances, if somebody said, "Hey, do you want to go see this site where a thousand people died?" Most people would be like, "That's a little." That's a little weird. I can think of one situation where it was great to be down at the Titanic. And it's a, a video I saw this week of James Cameron coming up uh, from one of his Titanic dives. And it turns out he was there during the entirety of 9-11 happening. <laughs> and so so Bill Pack so there's this footage of Bill Paxton describing what happened on 9/11 to James Cameron and I don't know why Bill Paxton was there. I have no idea why Bill Paxton was there. This is like you know obviously years after Titanic was filmed. Right. Like what what is was by was Bill Paxton part of James Ca- James Cameron's like submarine crew sequel? I- I know this, Titanic this sequel. Too. we're going to raise the Titanic. We're going to send it back to England. Uh, James Cameron said in an interview that he has spent more time essentially on the Titanic than, than the, the captain, captain. Yeah. which is insane. I um, want to know when Bill Paxton described 9-11 to James Cameron, if the phrase game over, man, was included. <laughs> is is Cameron as a as a blockbuster movie wizard? Is he not immediately trying to like frame the scene and figure out how he would establish the set pieces? Like you hear like airplanes flying into buildings. That's like cheesy action movie stuff. His mind had to immediately go there. Yes, I I object to referring to James Cameron movies as cheesy action movies. I mean, Whoa. Let's, let's, I didn't let's... say his movies are cheesy action movies. He's a blockbuster specialist. He only makes yeah. big blockbuster movies. Yep. That's that's the action set piece right there. See, what I can't wait for is so they immediately called James Cameron as an expert when these yahoos went missing. And now that we have definitive proof that aliens are real, thanks to that whistleblower in Congress, I can't wait for them to call James Cameron as an expert when the aliens finally landed. He's like, well, Mr. Cameron, you spent a lot of time filming Pandora. What can you tell us about (laughs) what this alien's homeworld probably looks like? No, we're gonna we're gonna have to go back through his disc or his uh his his filmography and see what else what else may be coming down the the, the thing about James Cameron is he probably does view himself as an expert 
on alien civilizations. <laughs> and that's funny, but it's also knowing James Cameron, it's probably true that he's at the foremost <laughs> expert in the world on uh, on the possibilities of alien life. Uh, he definitely is like a submersibles expert. He's, I believe he's the only person or he was at the, at the very least the first person to make it to the deepest point in the ocean and the, the Marianas Trench. Yeah, I think he's got the deepest, or at least at one point he had the deepest solo yeah. uh, submersion. Yeah. What would you call that? Yes. Dive? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Dive, yeah. I... It's weird in the uh, in the machines or whatever, but yeah, Jonah. If you were offered a chance to go on that Viking sub trip, knowing that it was a hundred percent safe, you still doing it? It didn't look that fun. No, like they said, there was that little porthole, and then even <laughs> what you can see, like it's falling apart. They said like Titanic will be destroyed in I don't know a matter of decades, like it's falling apart. So it's just like. Rich people running out of things to do. They weren't so space trips. Could be around longer than like the polar ice caps, or the fish <laughs> in the ocean, yeah. yeah, or the coral reefs. Yeah, you couldn't pay me to do that. You couldn't pay me you to ride Drop Zone at Kings Island, so I'm not going down there. <laughs> you know, if Microsoft had any balls, they would have had their social media team tweet out. That's why you never buy the knockoff controller. Because <laughs> that was the funniest part of this was that. This whole thing was controlled by the controller you give your little brother to play video games with that. Like you have the official <laughs> controller and he gets the one that's got the buttons that are all fucked up and that you have to plug in and the weird port. <laughs> the the Mad Cats controller yeah. was always the brand that was <laughs> passed so, around. <laughs> so I was up. Um, I was up at the top of Kilimanjaro a couple of years ago. So I'm going to pause so that everybody can say wow and wow. clap. Um, In India, I was at I was at the top of Kilimanjaro a couple of years ago, and um, were you listening to Toto when you did it? No, you get to the top, and there's these like incredible. There's these two incredible glaciers that you can see like from the top, and I was talking to my guide, and I was like, "Man, those two glaciers are just incredible to see." And he's like, yeah, three years ago, that was one glacier. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, it's like kind of one of those crazy things to uh, find out. I, I love it. I, I've been very distracted by what just happened here in our, in our call. <laughs> We're getting some good chief uh, freeze frames. And I, I just caught Grayson by accident on that one, actually. I, wasn't, I was, trying, it was, I was just going to say, I'm not, I'm not freezing I today. was trying to get Sims chief over there. And I ended up with a, a good nose scratch at the same time. Man, chief looks like a FIFA creative player there. Wow. <laughs> wow. Careful. Wow. Hurts. Hurts. <laughs> That's hurtful. And I thought every He's week matters was going to get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the screenshot Jonah has makes me look like a low-res PlayStation 1 character. That's not great. It's bad for the old self-image. In These are jokes for eight people. <laughs> you know what kid is really time, ugly? He's oh, a child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, speaking uh, of James Cameron, like being an expert on aliens, I love how in society we get fixated by like the dumbest things. Like there was a revelation that like aliens are real and we have spacecrafts and shit like that. But then instead we were like, no, let's go meme the rich people dying on a submarine. That's way more entertaining. 
Yeah, I think that also the aliens aren't real. The aliens Ooh. are real. I read Whoa. the article. No, no this is this. No. This is, this, is, this is midwit. This is <laughs> the article I read had a quote from a current defense intelligence agent, of course, anonymous, who said yes. So it wasn't yeah. this was somebody who who sat on, you know, is is current there. Not a crackpot who retired trying to cash in on a book. I don't know. No, this is like the most obvious way we would ever learn that aliens are real. It would be a government employee seeking whistleblower protection because someone's messing with his pension and trying to fire him. It's not like some greater thing to try and help humanity or that like he thinks we have some like do or like owed this ability to know this. It's like, no, I tried to make some claim at work. They screwed with my government paycheck and now everybody's going to hear about it. <laughs> I uh, I don't know where it stands in Congress, but I, I was I was reading that everything has been submitted and apparently public interviews are being scheduled. So, Chief, I don't know if you have an update on the timeline there, but I don't. I'm, for I'm, just, this. I'm just I'm so excited. And then, you know, what will happen. They'll reveal this was true and we'll just immediately move on. Like, oh, yeah, we, we already knew that we're done. There is probably I mean, it's it's not unlike climate change, right, where it's like it's such a catastrophic world-changing thing that you can just pretend it didn't happen <laughs> we were, no we were <laughs> you just say we no to all of that thanks <laughs> no we were talking about it at work that like the way this will work out is that like they'll send reporters down to look at like the alien spaceship and they'll like be like scientists and people working on this but they'll notice that they're only working on one half of it like studying how it works and the military is like yeah, the other stuff on the other half of the ship is the stuff we couldn't use to help for national defense. And they'll like open it up and it'll be like a box that says cure for cancer on it. And it's like, well, this this wasn't going to help us nuke the commies back in the 80s. So we didn't even look into what this did. Right. This, this gets pushed off to the side here. It would be devastating to the American economy if you found a cure for cancer. I mean, GoFundMe would certainly take a hit. That's for damn sure. Be too many people and not enough insurance companies making money. RFK Jr. has entered the Zoom. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you don't, just, you don't think they have the problem. cure already? We'll start sending more people down to the Titanic. It'll be okay. I will say about RFK Jr. that you've seen all the pictures where they're like, you know, do you want this like old, demented guy who can't can't stop falling for president? Or do you want this guy who is so roided out that his arms don't have the flexibility anymore to do like a full rep at the at the bench? Like he can't bend his arms and bring the bar to his chest when he's doing his like inclined uh, inclined bench press. And that'll be a real problem, too, when you're a politician, because like when they sign bills as the president, like they have to they use 50 different pens. So they sign a little bit of their signature. They change pens, do a little bit of their signature, change pens. So that they can give out the pens that signed whatever piece of legislation it is. So everyone can say, oh, I had a pen that signed this bill. If you don't have the manual dexterity to like stop your signature midway through because you're all roided out, it's going to be disastrous for your skills as a politician. Wow. Yep. We've already had one politician. We've had, I think, I guess two politicians run for office who couldn't lift their arms above their head and neither of them won. As is a good point, it is certainly a bad sign, although I do like the idea of just going full idiocracy and solely picking our presidents based on their physical prowess. 
that eventually just like the reigning heavyweight UFC fighter just becomes the president because they can obviously just beat up all of the other candidates. I think it's if there's good- anybody, <laughs> if there's anybody who can't complain about using physical prowess to, to blame, to, to, to weigh a physical, to weigh a presidential candidate, it's Joe Biden. After he like called that guy fat and challenged him to a push-up contest <laughs> at the uh, <laughs> at the, one of his appearances, I, saw, I think more uh, I think more political things should include like a physical challenge where like you get mad at the politician, <laughs> like push-up contest. You, me, right now, you do two push-ups, fat so, and maybe I'll listen to your idea for how to solve your problem. You had the Secret Service just hold Biden back. He's like, oh, I'm trying to do him, but they won't let me do it. I'm about to do the push-ups. I did see like uh, Trump's been going after Chris Christie's weight because this is time is a flat circle. And then I, so I did see Chris Christie was on some uh, news show and like a Fox interview. He's like, well, Donald Trump's not exactly an Adonis. I was like, that's fucking right. He's technically morbidly obese. So watch, watch. Glass House is Trump. But this is the first time we caught him being a hypocrite. Yeah. Hopefully the last. Man, I'm glad I'm glad they got him on that one. Yeah. Finally, somebody this landed is it. a blow. This <laughs> is the one that's going to stick. It would be very Donald Trump, though, for there just to be like, whatever it is, just one insult that does just knock him out. It's just his ego's completely deflated and he just disappears. It's like, like a that Death one kind of thing. He's got like one weakness. There's one exhaust port you can hit. And when you do that, the entire thing collapses, blows up. His worldview collapses. He's got a weird pinky. He's like, oh, they finally caught on. No. <laughs> They're all looking at it. It's crooked. <laughs> what would it even be? <laughs> I, can't, I can't think of it. Like Marco Rubio said he had a small dick. That didn't stick. The yeah. porn star said he had a small dick, too. That also didn't stick. Yeah. I think or it was a toad uh, dick is what the, she said, I think. Yeah, it was like a toadstool kind of. There yeah. was a there was a journalist <laughs> who wrote like in the 90s that Trump had small hands. Yeah. And then yeah. Trump would send him pictures of himself <laughs> out at public and like circle the hands and be like, look how big my hands are. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the idiot now? <laughs> just like holding a football, like, huh? <laughs> it's just a picture of Victor Wembanyama holding a <laughs> holding a baseball. <laughs> I I don't know. Do we have any? Do we have any Russian coup takes? I've just, I've, I've got everything. Yeah, ready that was to another go. fake bullshit thing. <laughs> I missed that because I was. Well, one if you, Saturday if you, night. If you didn't pay attention to Twitter for one night, you missed the entire thing. It was like for fifteen minutes. It was Vladimir Putin is Fred Russia, and then ten minutes later, it was like, uh, the dude's fucking off back to Africa, and the entire thing is over. Psych. This guy you just learned about. Is fled the country himself for some reason. Yeah, this was Very all a cool. distraction from Yersin Mascara's uh, visa issue. Yeah, he's in Belarus with this guy. <laughs> but yeah, hang on, wait a second. <laughs> I did try to turn on CNN about it. I was like, this sounds pretty exciting, and it was like day six of Submersible. I was like, ah, oh, fuck! Like this is the one time I'm ready for something else. It was like the new Malaysian Air, except like they found the plane. But like, an hour later, like yeah. it's over. It imploded. Like it seems pretty cut and dry. But no, no, we're still going through it. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and the sub thing, the sub thing only needed to be like a day because the Navy heard it happen. Yeah, yeah, but they, they heard it happen with classified technology they didn't want to talk about. And then they talked about it. <laughs> Alien so technology. Who, what, was, what was all this for? <laughs> My favorite one was the, uh, obviously the Navy heard about it, but then um, people who were like watching sharks on shark trackers saw two sharks from two different points on the east coast of the U.S. immediately went to the Titanic spot. It's like <laughs> they they smelled a, a a cloud of blood in the ocean. <laughs> Wait, I said, no, they wouldn't smell blood, wouldn't they? Didn't the people liquefy immediately because, like, during the implosion, it makes the air turn into plasma or some shit like that? I, I mean, the scent probably got out. How far did these sharks detect this thing? I like Hang Kevin's on. take. I don't want to hear any when questioning <laughs> the sharks converging on the Titanic blood. Like, I'm not so questioning it. I'm now terrified of sharks. <laughs> so this this says two kilometers. I'm not getting in the water anyway. Which is not very far. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay. But that's, I mean, that sounds pretty far. I did this recently with dogs. How far can a dog smell? And I was like... A mile? And I thought, a mile sounds crazy. Google it. 12 miles. That's insane. That's too many things to smell. There's too many things in the way, though. (laughs) Yeah. How do you you prove that? You got to get them in a desert and then, like, (laughs) I don't know. Also, if it's 12 miles, why do they have to get their nose, like, deep down into the grass whenever they're outside looking for someplace to piss? You this can is like hide guy... from your dog in your own house. Like that's a thing. <laughs> this is like the guy who tells you that he like knows what the whales are saying. <laughs> like you're just taking somebody's word for it. Like, oh yeah, the dog he smelled a Twinkie twelve miles away. Like, I guess. I don't know. I, you got I, I don't distracted. Know how I would disprove this. <laughs> how do we ever have drugs on the streets if this is the case? <laughs> dogs are just brains dogs. exploding at all times. There's drugs yeah, the everywhere. Drug, the dog just goes downtown and all of a sudden just like lays down and starts whimpering. <laughs> just running in circles. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, Speaking of things, speaking of things that imploded, thinking of uh, speaking of things that drug dogs would uh, would sit down on. One last thing on the sub thing, though, please. Was I the only (laughs) one that kind of wanted them to be found? Just because when they went and they got to the surface, they'd be like, "Oh, thank God!" Was everybody worried about us? Uh. (laughs) There's a lot of memes about you. (laughs) I like. Was I the only one who didn't want him to die? I did have that feeling with that that night when uh, the the Wagner group or whatever was allegedly invading Russia or something that it was just like nonstop memes. And I was like, I guess this is how the world would end. It'd just be a flurry of memes before the nukes started flying. Like, sure. Why not? That's that's the world we live in now. I feel like I feel like the only thing I saw like contemporaneously with this was a picture of a woman with like a side cut just standing on a street in like Rostov and then there's soldiers like crawling around the intersections. Yeah. I'm like, what's going on here? It was the most surreal you, thing. You like, you see these, you see like soldiers with like guns crawling around an intersection and, and then family just like kind of stand there and take a pic. Somebody's not reacting to the situation correctly. Right. Either the soldiers what? aren't or the people aren't like somebody's not reading what's going on in an accurate way <laughs> kind of like uh people not you know reading um runners in the box or 
Hey. You know, the, the path of balls or things like that. I don't know. But I mean, like, well if, you, if, <laughs> well if I was downtown or something and I saw a bunch of tanks rolling through with soldiers, my first thought wouldn't be invasion. It would be, oh, they filming another movie downtown? That's good for the local economy. <laughs> There's, I mean, I was thinking about that, too, of like World War Two, full, <laughs> full economy, militarization, the entire nation being militarized, cities being invaded. Like we didn't have like a ton of photos and I'm sure there were like awkward moments where like moms were walking kids in strollers as barricades are being put up. I, I don't know. I'm sure a couple of those photos exist somewhere, but like there has to be that awkward in between of like before the city was under siege and after and like you get these weird, weird images. Speaking of weird images, DC United 3, FC Cincinnati 0 Do we have in to? this one. We're gonna we're gonna go through this quickly. Ugh. We're twenty five minutes into recording, and we've it, only lightly hinted that this game exists. At least anybody who listens listening. to this has stopped. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody's listening. That's what timestamps uh, are for. Rough rough outing uh, for the orange and blue. Um, let's touch on this real quick. The lineup when it came out: Celentano and goal, Ian Murphy, Nick Hanglin. Alvis Powell across the back line there with Barial and Arias on the outside. Angulo. That was a good line read. When you got to Alvis Powell. That was about the appropriate uh, read for his (laughs) game. Yeah, it was not his best game. Wobodo, Angulo, Acosta in the midfield. Baji up top with, surprise, surprise, Kimi Ordonez. So what were we thinking, Jonah, when you see this? You see this headline or this headline, this lineup. Oh, my God. You are psychic because I was thinking about who wasn't in the lineup. And I saw this headline. It's from the Italian Times. Pools of vomit. Udinese fans fill the town square with barf after Brenner's Instagram post featuring a horrifically mangled ankle is projected onto a Mura di Mattoni or brick wall to you Americans. So (laughs) did you guys see that picture of his bare ankles on Instagram the other day? That was on purpose, right? Yeah. You don't take a random ass photo of your ankle. (laughs) His ankles look fine. I'm sure sure there's OnlyFans money involved in the ankle. I don't know. They weren't very pretty. I mean, they look to be in top tier shape there. (laughs) I don't know if there are CBA or contract ramifications to doing this. I would have really enjoyed FCC putting Brenner out with the designation head, which would have been real nice. (laughs) Brain. (laughs) Chief took some hits for his uh, between the ears take on Brenner. but who's laughing now? I, I will say I wasn't too concerned, which is stupid in retrospect, because that right. Toronto game had us all a little bit, uh, maybe riding a little too close to the sun. But you just, you know, like we still got Lucho, Barial, Baji. Kimi's obviously going to be on one because he just abandoned his national team <laughs> for this. So he's going full out. And uh, yeah, that moment that in the Toronto game where... Powell kind of olayed Insigne all the way like into the box to have a shot and Insigne like hit it way wide. I was like, that was kind of strange. That was like his whole game. <laughs> Just kind of like, <laughs> like inviting pressure. I'm like, all right, nope. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Just going to let him go all the way down. So yeah, uh, this, they, I think was, this, they are who we thought they are a little bit more after this game, a lot more than the Toronto game where they played a little bit above their weight class, I guess. 
the t- the tough part was this this was a better lineup than they put out against Toronto. Like on paper, you would think that okay, you got Haglin back. The back line seems like it's probably a little more stable than it would have been against Toronto. You've got Woboto out there. You've got a cost out there. Like it's not a demonstrably uh, worse. I, I would say it's a wash. Because Kimi is a big downgrade right now from Kubo. More so than how absolutely just patched together the back line was last week with guys that aren't even like playing outright out of position. Last, uh, I, I would say Haglin to Gaddis. Haglin to Gaddis is a smaller downgrade than Kubo to Kimi right now. I think I agree with that now. I don't think I would have necessarily agreed with that before the game kicked off. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was it was because yeah, Haglin comes back from injury. This should be good. Ian Murphy, we have been singing his praises, and Alvis Powell, we've seen him deputize at that right center back role. I mean, that's not far off from a, a starting you know back three that we would put out there you could put Miazga or Mascara in there and, and you would trust that on any other match week instead of Powell and yeah it just did not work at all and I will say for the weird bad games we've had thinking specifically of Chicago and St. Louis this is the first time we see FCC be real bad with Lucho Acosta from start to finish, depending on your thoughts on how bad the Vancouver match was specifically here. But weird that the team was this bad with this lineup, but at the same time, you can make the argument for five starters missing in this. I don't know how to feel about this one generally. I want to start big picture here, then we can dive in. I don't. Know I mean, anybody- I would say they were... Yeah. Not just the rotation. They played extraordinarily bad in the back. Yeah. Like, take the first goal. Alvis Powell completely whiffs on the ball. Yeah. <laughs> and gifts them, you know, a breakaway pretty high up the field. Right? Yep. Like, he's a professional soccer. And it was not the only time that happened over the course of the game. There was a lot of there were a lot of moments where players either just whiffed on the ball or you saw a lot of miscommunication in the midfield, I felt. Yeah. Where it was like a guy lays it off or a ball is right there, and you see both midfielders start to make a run away from the ball mm-hmm. and just leave it for DC to take and run with because they I don't know what was going on. Like they didn't talk to each other or figure out who was like whose ball that was. Um, so I think it's a, I think it's a mix of like heavy rotation and then also those players playing a lot worse than like, not just, not like worse in like a, they were out schemed kind of way, worse in a individual, we play like, we play like adult men's league kind of way. Yeah. Because it wasn't just the players that were on rotation. I mean, this was a horrific game from Roman Celentano. Just yeah. absolutely horrid. I would say of the three goals, two were balls he should save. Now, you can quibble with the fact that they were outplayed everywhere else in the field. and They were going to lose this game one way or the other, no matter what Celentano did. But two of the three goals, savable shots that he probably should make. 
And that's not a rotation player. That's your starting keeper in this game. Uh, just outright letting your team down with his performance. Like on the third goal, he got magged. And it yeah. wasn't like... So the Toronto keeper got magged last game. But right. that was a 1v1 breakaway from Don Baji. The third goal here... Yeah. The the shooter had a much tighter angle, right? Yeah. Like that's that it wasn't like Santano had to cover the whole net. Right. He just left himself vulnerable and didn't stop the ball. Yeah. And the second one, I think it was was real slow. Like it, there was a slight deflection, but it was by no means a uh, a fast hit. That was rough. <laughs> that was a rough look from Celentano. I'm I'm looking at uh at FOTMOB player rankings here. He did get the worst ranking on the uh on the field for uh anyone, but FCC there. Rough night. Um, I can't imagine Andre Blake ever getting magged like that. <laughs> I'm sure it's happened, <laughs> but like it's one of those things of like you're not totally elite unless you're like a wall. And yeah, I think the other one you're talking about, the slow one, that is the replay, those ones look bad because it is so slow, but you could tell he was leaning hard the other way. Yeah, and then he comes yeah. back and you're like, you couldn't believe it went in. And right. uh, that hurt. And that, to what Grayson said, those one-on-ones like Baji's, it's it's a nutmeg, but I don't even consider it really a nutmeg because that happens all the time because they're trying to splay out and cover the fucking mm-hmm, entire right. goal. So it's not, that's nothing to be ashamed about, but his, I'm sure he's, feeling ashamed especially because we've got a, a goalie who just can't lose in Ali Khan waiting <laughs> <laughs> Should we start goalie controversy at uh, DFC I don't pitching know pitching a full clean sheet through the open cup but yeah if, if he plays like out yeah. of his mind no, he could save uh, that could have been a tie <sighs> okay okay and Pittsburgh scored I don't remember Pittsburgh anything. had a garbage goal Okay. They were oh, down Pittsburgh, right. was already, Pittsburgh was already down three nothing and they that's scored late right. okay I I I was thinking we went 0-0 with Red Bull and completely forgot the Pittsburgh one. Oh, so, gosh. So, so big picture on this game. I took a yeah. roasting in the Discord for saying that this game, <laughs> troubling indications to me, if you want to look big picture. Um, it's another game where FC Cincinnati goes down and is unable to mount anything resembling a comeback in this game. They, as far as I know, I don't think they've won a game come from behind this year. I think the best they've done is a draw versus Chicago um, on the come from behind. When this team gets scored on first, they're tremendously poor, I think. And in this game, they just rolled over and played dead. Straight up. They conceded two goals in the first half. The third one's the backbreaker at the end of the first half. And from that point forward, the game was functionally over. They mounted absolutely nothing I would consider to be an attempt to try and make things respectable. Um, And that's just a bad sign. That's just bad juju when your team shows no fight in situations like that. So I'll agree and disagree with that. I will agree that it is troubling that FCC can't concede first and mount a defense where I will disagree is that they've only ever conceded the first goal twice this league play, which is kind of an insane stat. Like, that's true right? the whole season. 
No, because they scored first against Chicago. I I obviously can't remember the Open Cup very well, so I'm refusing to put so, my foot FC down Cincinnati there. scored first against Chicago. Yeah. And then went down 3-1. Yeah. So it was St. Louis and this D.C. game where they conceded first and then, yeah, conceded a whole bunch more with that and completely fell apart. But thinking about the overall objectives of this team, which is silverware, they need to be able to demonstrate that they can concede first and still come back and win. And this is something that they were not very good with last year. And thankfully, they haven't been able to test it too often this year. But it's one more, and this is a a weakness of this team, I I feel confidently saying. So, yeah, it's you you imagine the playoffs. You concede first, uh, you know, on the road, New York City FC or something. You don't you don't want that. I would I would. So, first of all, I don't want it to go without being acknowledged that. The fact that the team has only not scored first <laughs> twice is an incredible fact that goes in favor of the team being of quality. The next closest okay. team is at like five or six. So just to give some context there. Um, the, the, the points per game are still, a, are still a record pace for this team. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot more facts indicating how good the team is then should give you pause. However, what I would suggest is that what this game indicates is not what, what this stat that they haven't, you know, come from behind and won this year indicates is not that they're bad from coming from behind it's part and parcel with the problem this team has when other teams sit back, like trying to score on teams that are primarily defending, mm. which they have not done a good job, even in the games that they've tied in one um, point, you know, having more of the possession has tended not to be in FC Cincinnati's favor this season. Um, and that's, that's probably a problem. And it's a problem that I think we've acknowledged with, um, you know, not being diverse enough offensively to generate more opportunities out of possession and when teams are sitting back defensively. Yeah. Jonah, I'll, I'll put this to you from uh, the Bailey Facebook page. Should we fire Noonan? We already missed our window because now we're too close to the next game. We should have done it on the plane ride home. Speaking of Noonan, did you see this in the Queen City Press? No, this one was from Pat Brennan. This is Clark. I offer you my life. After previously apologizing for a 1-0 win, Noonan forced to self-immolate following a 3-0 loss to DC. So you got up your stakes. You apologize for a 1-0 win. God, (laughs) what do you do after a 3-0 loss? But uh, I would say to Grayson, this last game, we didn't have possession or <laughs> the goals. Really we everything. Went it was. We had, well, we had are close you counting sixty percent possession? 
what was the first half possession when I they think were trying we were to score? Possession even when they were scoring. Mm, I remember it being reversed, but I would you could easily prove me wrong. But yeah, I'd say to Chiefs earlier that the final like chalk it under who gives a shit, but like the last twenty minutes, you know, we were still trying to get that goal, then Angelo fucking has everything but the goal there. People <laughs> people are being too hard on Angulo for that, in my opinion, by the way. It wasn't, like, I wasn't awful. Well, he, made a nice, he made a nice run. Yeah, he didn't finish it. But um, he was not nearly as bad as I saw people characterizing his play on Twitter. So yeah. what, do you, what do you make of a team then where they win a lot of games, they play well a lot, but when they lose, they absolutely get the shit beat out of them. Like, how do you, what do you put that in your head? How do you reconcile those two things? Because it seems really hard to reconcile how badly this team loses versus the quality that you see the rest of the time. I like to think of it as a, uh, this is a non-serious answer, an effort management approach where when they concede first, they think, well, Look, we're not going to win all the games. Fuck this one. <laughs> we're, we're done. Let's just, who cares? Let's, we're going 60% the rest of this game. Who gives a shit? We'll win the next seven. <laughs> I, had a, I had a, went to law school with a guy who, um, he was a year behind me, but. Oh, you went oh, to law school? I mean, maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh, he went to a school with a law school. A school to with be a clear. law school. But this guy, he uh, he was a year behind me. He showed up for his first exam of the year with uh, civil procedure. And 15 minutes into the exam, he stood up and said, this test is hard as balls and just walked out and quit school. So maybe it's kind of like that with FC Cincinnati when they, they are faced with genuine adversity. They're just like, you know what? We just don't need to do this. We'll wait for the next game where we can go win. <laughs> Not to... Not, not, not to harp on like all of our themes that we talk about all the time, Please, but I think we've seen, you know, not just St. Louis, but also Chicago, um, how little this team can come up with offensively without Lucho on the field. So that's a big, that's a big problem in my opinion. Um, and then also just lack of depth yeah the depth what's killer is this depth not that deep <laughs> at least the starting 11 like ordonia's sure but like i angulo is supposed to be the fourth choice midfielder here arias and Barrio are your starters baji sure but he's probably the third striker at the moment given that you've sold brenner although to yeah, to push to push back on my lack of depth comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Um, we were praising the depth last week. We were talking about <laughs> how great these guys were last week. So yeah, we were talking about how great these guys were, but also like they were on. I think you could. I think you could characterize the strikers this week as like your fourth and sixth options at striker. Yeah, and then you had your like third, fourth, and fifth options at center back and your fourth option in midfield. But your fourth option in midfield should be decent. Yeah. And again, like, I thought Angula was fine. I, I didn't think he was, like, the problem. 
I thought he was really good. I guess yeah. I'm a moron. Like, um, <laughs> so I, I, I didn't think Angulo was a problem, but like that is pretty deep at the striker position to go. Yeah, and then when you play, they play three at the back and center back. They need to have. They always you need to have like five starting center. Like you need to have like five center backs if this, you do that. In my this, opinion, this is what and they just LAFC decided not does. to. Yeah, LAFC yeah. has five competent startable MLS starting center backs. One of them being Chiellini, but they they have really good center backs and they they run a back three system like this as well. DC runs a back three. They have four who are better than Nick Hagland. You, you wonder if if a new center back isn't coming, but as we previously discussed, the flexibility to get much better than Hagland isn't there unless they really see some <laughs> diamond in the rough on the bench on some somebody else's team. This this might be it. Um I don't know. On one level, like I'm I'm disappointed in this match obviously but on the other it's like you rotate this much you start going this deep and dc had a pretty good team out there they've had a a weird up and down season but top to bottom that's a pretty good starting 11 that they put out there i don't like it, it feels a lot like the u.s men's national team takes after the gold cup match where everybody's like what happened to the free-flowing attacking that we saw during nations league it's like well yeah you went way further down the depth chart and these guys aren't as good and that's why they didn't play in the other games so i don't know i i jonah scale of one to ten how how concerned how worried does this game make you does this change your opinion going forward I've staked out my my island of not worried island. That's a great name for an island. So, you know, the ying <laughs> to Chiefs yang. Uh, but we need the I don't want it, but we need the third loss. Because right now, as much as uh, Chief would say, I, I don't see much in common with the two games. They were far enough apart and the lineups were different enough that that St. Louis one was like such a strange. I don't even know. Strange isn't even the word, but like such a different kind of beatdown. I could see, I feel like if we played this DC game a few more times, I don't think we ever blow them out, but I think even with the same lineup, there could be a different result. So yeah, two, we'll say three is a pattern. Two to me is not a pattern and they're far enough apart that we'll see what the next loss is. If we lose, maybe we might not lose again. I thought I was, I was dreaming. I was dreaming that we never lose again, that we just be pulling out just bullshit ties on the road and winning at home. I'm like, that's enough to get us the shield. Um, so, yeah, I'd say maybe a three because I was I was always kind of I think we're top five power ranking. I was always even though our record and our numbers were amazing. I was a little bit hesitant because I'm like the scores and like i is this what other teams at the top feel like watching their team that like is <laughs> like we're playing with a little bit of house money so i don't know we'll see we'll see uh you guys tell me how this one goes i'll be at taylor swift on saturday but that'll be a, that'll be a big tell we'll see how they do i mean they've got, to, they've got to play a few more games with this you know we talk about all oh, of they're rotated they're gonna be rotated for what three or four more games after this like yeah <laughs> And two I, I really big games against New England and Nashville, 
that are, as they say, six pointers for the top of the uh, the Eastern Conference and therefore the Supporters Shield. Um, so yeah, Murphy's going to miss the next game. That sucks. We really need Mascara back. Ray Gaddis. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Same diff. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, um, we'll, we'll, yeah. We we've talked about like what maybe the problem with Mascara, and I think we've kind of, I think we've kind of pinpointed what the problem was that it was the timing with his loan. Um, Continuing. You know, his loan continuing and his international duty and leaving the country and like probably having a lot of fixture congestion leading up to him leaving the country interfered with his ability to are we, are we talking do whatever the, he needed to do to extend his visa. Are we doing this now? We're going to do this in the next segment because I have a lot of takes on this subject that are really yeah. less generous to the club than you're being right now. Let's. Yeah, let's touch yeah. on that in the next segment. Completely. Uh, I didn't know we were doing segments today. We're, oh, we're okay. doing segments. First, <laughs> first segment was subs. Second segment, I should say submarines. Sorry, whoa. Um, is there anything else we want to touch on from this game? I imagine there's an unused headline or two out there. I don't um, want them I to get did, lost. So I know people. I know people are clamoring for it. So I did check uh, Broadway World, but unfortunately there was like an error. Oh. So I only got like a segment. So the only thing I saw, and I guess they couldn't, I couldn't, I guess they couldn't get past it and they just were fixated on this was uh, Hagland and the Angry Pinch. Uh, I'm not really sure where they were going with that, but uh, <laughs> I, I would say like if you guys have any ideas of where they might have been going, feel free to put them in the Discord or on Twitter. <laughs> I have just I just had two headlines. Um this was in the uh, the three percenter. Capital insurrection defense bypassed with ease as DC United storms for three points. Nice. And nice. then this will this will kick us off into the next segment, I think, right here. Uh this was in the uh Guns and Ammo magazine. We don't really handle that sort of thing in person. Yerson Mascara frustrated with inability to meet with State Department at an actual State Department building. <laughs> it's all zoom on that note <laughs> did you guys see this one in uh christian science monitor god's enforcer righteous ray methodically assaults fc starting 11 during halftime revival sorry my faith allows this he whispers over a sobbing and bloodied marco angelo so it's good to know <laughs> <laughs> through god could do anything we didn't mention this on the podcast last week we sure did we should <laughs> I really, I, it was like in my head to mention it we never did yeah but ray gaddis saying the lord allows me to push buttons in response to like getting in Bernadeschi's face is an all timer. It's an all timer quote. And I just, the more we've had so many good quotes out of this, out of this team this season. Um, and I hope it continues. The, uh, I, I loved, uh, Sasha question had a great nickname for Ray Gaddis on extra time, called him the minister of defense. I thought that was really good. Oh, I was going to say, did he call him Friar Tuck? <laughs> Friar Tuck is so good. <laughs> There's too many good nicknames. <laughs> they posted that, that picture in the full regalia. <laughs> 
I was just Man. thinking that the Lord allows me to push buttons might also have been the last thing any of us ever heard after Putin launched the nukes on Wagner <laughs> this week. Uh, I was going to say that was. I was going to say like, that's something that what, that one of the nine eleven hijackers might have said. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> The Lord grants us all permission to do amazing things. (laughs) If if we did want to get biblical, the 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 Lord does not allow you to do that. To be clear, isn't that like there's a very specific thing where like on the Sabbath you're not allowed to push buttons. That's why all the elevators stop at every floor in Israel. That's true. That's why you got to get a Sabbath goy. <laughs> okay, which that's one alternative. The other is to just, you know, be a be a Sabbath uh, truther and just not recognize Saturday as the Sabbath or recognize Saturday as the Sabbath, however you want to do your weeks. Um yeah, no. If uh, if a man demands your cloak, you give him your cloak. <laughs> I can't think of anything more more than Bernadette did than ask for ask for pal's cloak. So. He's a heathen. He deserved it. Uh, I don't know if you saw He's this. A papist, probably. <laughs> uh, this He's is Italian. The, I got the Queen City Press uh, hot off the oh, press. Please. Noonan body language experts gobsmacked by him standing stone-faced on the sideline, a far cry from his usual standing with stern face. But when he switches to a stoic face, reporters say he's Whoa. ready to talk contract. <laughs> we should make that, you know, that classic, you know, like the mood, the many moods of Pat Noonan. And I don't yes. know, could just be all one face. <laughs> we, we do have to ask at this point, did our podcast last week where we called for new contracts for Noonan and Albright, did that? Was that a distraction for Pat Noonan in the preparation? Us merely asking why the contract isn't done. Did we distract look, Noonan from what he needed to do to prepare for this game? Look, we said Albright, Noonan, and Lucho Acosta need to get new contracts. Acosta maybe his worst game so far this year. Noonan, not a great coaching performance. Maybe rotated the wrong guys in there and Albright, we can go ahead and blame for the Mosquera situation. So all three of them have their worst <laughs> week performance ever when we demanded new contracts. Not a good look, gentlemen. Not a good I do, look. I do think that we club, flew though. too close to the sun on the last episode. We touched on some really dangerous and controversial topics that probably should not even be acknowledged, much much less um, debated, And which is why I'm glad that we played it very safe this episode. With 9-11 and coups, yes. Before we move on, can I mention our new sponsor, uh, Cincy Jacks? (laughs) Wait, wait, that's that's a slightly different URL. Hang on. (laughs) Also, for some reason, with the post, the post Cincy is a promo code. (laughs) No, I would say actually, I think I think the promo code for Cincy Jacks is the Rod Cincy. <laughs> Boy, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad that this has become something that we've mentioned on multiple episodes of the podcast. I really want to know if someone has actually googled this to find out, like, what are they talking about, Please. and been horrified Folks, at the result. Folks, I want to. I want to say something. One, don't. Yeah. First off, don't. First of all, don't. <laughs> Second of all. Leave you may alone. you may see a sticker around town. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's just it's it's nothing to do with you. It's not it's not your business. 
it's it's really it's like, just let, let, let it go. People are now going to think that it's us to be no, clear. It's, not, it's, not. <laughs> it's like that scene in True Walker crew. where it's like, stay out of this, Dewey. You don't want none of this. <laughs> <laughs> this is very true crew 1990 right here <laughs> since jacks and then we <laughs> i don't even know what the end what game this, is what if this was the longest con <laughs> we, by we jonah create a very because <laughs> i think this, this would be brought to us by jonah right <laughs> i'm jerking off people the just for the, the, for the memes have you seen this <laughs> No, actually, I was the one who put it in the Discord. <laughs> that, that is true. In- Inception. I, Inception. I went, you don't even know. I had, a, I had a very lovely walk with my wife from Finley Market to King's Arms Coffee. We came back down Dayton Street, looked at Mansion Row, got back to Central, oh. and there's a sticker on the telephone, on, on the light post. And I'm like, oh, what is this? <laughs> and it was a card club. <laughs> yes, yeah, it was. It was nothing. Uh, nothing that you need to Google. Just a group yeah. of friends that may or may not be anonymous to each it's other. It's just a. It's just a social club. Official sponsor of Opefest 2023. <laughs> Cincy Jacks. The the part of that you didn't see, Grayson, is Jonah's been putting those stickers all over OTR for years. He's been waiting. <laughs> Finally, for <this>. I got <laughs> one. <laughs> and I've been Airbnbing every weekend waiting for someone to show up <laughs> <sighs> oh man i had one uh, more headline but it was about how the field wasn't very good so it doesn't even feel <laughs> <laughs> this one's really gotta no i'm proper not the field footwear. is fine you just gotta try harder yeah. proper footwear is important at city jacks it's also important at city jacks. <laughs> city jacks city jacks i don't know that they, sh- they, they sell air name. force ones there too it's a city gear city jacks crossover. <laughs> it sells the shirts with like the samurais we, on them and the silk prints we have a sponsor we have a sponsor for one week. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what we start doing. And they're out of there. Can, hey, can we make fun of the announcers for one minute before we yeah, move on terrible. the game? Yeah, As per bad. usual, the you betcha lady once again. Oh. And they were kind of mean about us. <laughs> Be nicer. <laughs> and they wouldn't <laughs> shut the fuck up. So Apple TV, you've done it again. That was one of the free games that everybody could watch. So they're not sending their best. Yeah. Is, they did not know who a single player was. No. Also, I want to point out for the record, this was yet another week where I was out and about for an away game, and there was no one that got Apple TV at the bar, so we had to relocate to two different places oh. to watch the fucking game. Are the announcers getting worse as the season goes on? I, it feels <laughs> like they are. They might be tired of it, yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> I don't do know if they to? were this bad early on, or maybe I was just like blown away by like the new product of it that i, I wasn't noticing but we have more, like we have more home games worse. earlier so. uh, it's true maybe this that's se- it this segment brought to you by worldsoccertalk.com <laughs> chief's favorite outlet <laughs> announcers can't save the messy deal i can't stop talking about it either but hey i guess oh, i gotta God. um all right i think i was gonna do it for the game Let's yeah, let's game. go the game that game the the one that we're done with. Uh, yeah, I we'll do go- think we thoroughly addressed the game. Let's go over to part two. We'll talk about some uh, god damn it comings and goings. And- <laughs> <laughs> 
This is what I get for writing things down. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, part we've met three. so many nice people that listen to this podcast, and now they're all they're all they're all done. <laughs> Only if I Only don't know. Down from a dozen to ten after this. You whittle them down to the audience you want. <laughs> Folks, we're just observers of the world. It's the world that you don't like. It's not it's not us. <laughs> I I like that. That's a good that's a good out. I'm gonna try that some more. Uh, that's all right. And then I don't know, part three, we'll talk about Vasquez so we can end on a high note like Saturday. All right, let's let's move over. <laughs> Part two, we're back. We're talking about FC Cincinnati <laughs> roster movement. I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> FC Cincinnati roster movement. Uh, a couple of uh, small pieces. One, former FC Cincinnati player Bobby Edwards, Tifu lover, is signed as a uh, an academy goalkeeping coach. Last I saw, he was in Indianapolis, I want to say, and uh, I guess good for him coming back on. That's uh, that's good. Always happy to see. I just ask like the really obvious question. If you're going to bring back Bobby Edwards and bring him back as a keeper for the academy, why wouldn't you have offered the gig to Mitch Hildebrandt before he went to St. Louis? Or maybe they did, but like. If you're going to bring back somebody, why not bring back the legend? Bring back Mitch. Bring him home. Well, you know what they say. Those who can't do, teach. (laughs) (laughs) This is the part where I hope my wife doesn't listen. (laughs) Even fucking Evan Newton or something. Right, right. I... I don't know. Is Evan Newton still playing? He might be in USL somewhere, but yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, plays for Indy 11. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's old. Okay. Yeah. No, okay, no, okay, I, okay. I think he's done. Um, he retired. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of, I don't know. That's fine. I guess. Uh, good for them. If they see something in them to sign him. I just, I, I, I'll, I'll just say it out loud. It's when I think of Bobby Edwards, I think of one of the worst goalkeeping <laughs> moments yeah. we ever saw in for yeah. FCC. So, <laughs> so um, one, he seems like a really nice guy. Absolutely. Okay. I've got nothing and against him. Associates with a sure, rough crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's very good with, you know, uh, young or, you know, kind of immature lower intelligence groups of people. (laughs) Um, I thought Laurel's tweet about him was very funny. She said, Bobby Edwards is famous for his first of two starts with FC Cincy in October 2020 when he helped FCC to a 2-1 win over Columbus Crew at home. That's like a perfect like moment for that goose meme. It's like, what happened after that? (laughs) What happened after that, motherfucker? Again, nothing against him, and he may very well be the best academy coach of all time. He was certainly not the problem in 2020. No, 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 no. Not a problem. Very low down the uh, the 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 order of issues there. FCC two also signed Philip Horton, Grayson Dupont on a short term deal that happened a little bit what? earlier this month, and then there was a Juan Manuel. Mikado, I'm not very good at this, guys. Uh, signed to a MLS Next Pro contract as well. So there's there's some movement going on. We saw Halsey was signed to FCC very quickly before the last game. I I don't know 
what to think of any of this. I don't know if anybody has any FCC two takes. <laughs> I'm wondering if like the fact that there's a DuPont playing in FCC two, like is that is that like how there's Mussolini's playing in like lower level soccer in the, in in Italy? <laughs> you Just, gotta look look for a Proctor or Gamble coming on to the FCC two the, team. The biggest upset, and it's my only take, is that Grayson DuPont is not the one that went to UVA. <laughs> that would have been good. <laughs> I just want Halsey to succeed because I need to give him the nickname of the Admiral, just as a military history nerd. That's Admiral my take. Halsey. I know I know nothing it's... else about it. <laughs> I think of Halsey the singer. I also think of Halsey the singer. <laughs> well, read a book. How about that? <laughs> I did read a book, the biography of Halsey. <laughs> 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 the uh, hindsight is i wish we would have uh knowing we lost three nothing like i wish we would have thrown out some more of these guys that were on the bench because that's an, like you'd be maybe confused and angry at pat noonan but like the scoreline would be understandable and these guys would get a good run out plus like they couldn't have done much worse but obviously that's a little uh you know monday morning quarterback uh, Apinuno, or however you pronounce his name did I get that right? I he came in late in the game. Yeah. yeah, he got his he got his debut. That's kind of cool, right? You know, he'll remember he this fondly. His parents will remember <laughs> this fondly. No one else will remember any of this fondly. Hey, he's he's got a full clean sheet for the minutes that he played so far for FCC, and that's more than you can say for any of our other defenders. So <laughs> good for him. Um, I'm also realizing I, uh, I totally messed up the uh, FCC two player that was signed on Friday because uh, he has four names and the sentence carried on after the third name. Uh, Juan Manuel Macado Zuniga. I, Zuniga. I, Zuniga. Zuniga. There's a Zuniga. Like, tilde or whatever over the N. It's an I'm, M-E-A. So I messed up his name. So that's good. We're off to a flying, flying start here. So and the Colombian guy's interesting. Yeah. Because he's like six six and eighteen. Six three. Six three. Six three and eighteen years old. Um, I do wonder if there's a I wonder if there's a I wonder if there's like some opportunity to like bring young players over to your two team with a transfer fee. And then just move them up to the first team. And the transfer fee has just been like, you know, taken up by the by the two team. So they come in at like, you know, reserve spot or at least like a lower lower cap hit. Especially if they come in on a one year deal where like the transfer fee all gets consumed in the one year and then they can offer them a contract with FCC that feels like the cleanest way to be able to do that. I don't think gentlemen's agreements are <laughs> smiled upon by MLS, but no, it's not, it's not a gentleman's agreement. You're allowed to designate a certain number of players on your two team to as be, to, to be like, you get, you get a preferred transfer for them. So you send them from the two team to the first team on a free transfer. Uh, I would just assume anybody you're moving to the senior team, suddenly all the senior team roster rules apply to them, but I don't yeah, but, think that's but the case. It still would. Oh, like if I somebody sends, if somebody, if a team paid a transfer fee for a player and then, but they them. gave them to you for yeah, free. Yeah. 
that transfer fee wouldn't hit your budget. Interesting. Sure, we should do this more often then. We should be signing Pupenza should be an FCC two signing. I think it's loaned. I think it's set I think it's set I think it's seven seven or nine players on your on your two team. Sounds like seven you can, you can call dibs on. Yeah. Well, um somebody in the Discord pointed out like Charlotte's doing this. Mm-hmm. Charlotte's got a guy on their two team who was like a five million dollar transfer fee. A uh, Serbian or Croatian? Yeah, it's like guy. a Serbian guy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's gonna get exploited and patched real quick, I think. Yeah, because there is technically no transfer fee or uh, no salary cap in the reserve league and no international. Technically spots? and factually. Well, okay, sure. <laughs> I mean, salary caps aren't real anyway. I don't think FIFA is is legislating anything there. We we are um, overdue for our Chris Albright exploit some random MLS roster for his own benefit of the year. So it's on the table. So bring if, in bring in the CB depth and just loan them up when you because you get shit. I don't remember. It's like four. It's like four loans a year. And a total of eight games in the league. Have um, we loaned anybody? Halsey. Halsey, Halsey okay. was loaned up this week. It was loaned up in time to play two games because we had two games in four days. Okay, so he was a loan. I thought he... They're like four-day loans or six-day oh, okay, loans or okay. something. Um, so like, I didn't know we were going like to talk about this, so I didn't... Like payday lending, yeah. they only last for like a week. <laughs> so you can, do, you can do a certain number of loans up from the two team to the senior team mm. without that player. Like you have to have like, you have to have roster room for them. Um, but it's, I think it's like a total of eight games. So if you have, I think it's like four loans at eight games, probably wrong on that per but player I do, per player. Yeah. Okay. So, but it is like, you know, if you have a situation where you have a game on Wednesday and Saturday, you can loan them up for the duration and fit two games in. Does the loan technically go into effect one minute before kickoff? <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I think that's why they announced them like the day of. I think they right. announced Halsey loaned up like on Wednesday. This reminds me of like when we were signing Fernando Adi and Fatia Lache in the USL, and there was something like, "Oh, they're being signed to FC Cincinnati's MLS team, but being loaned to yes FC Cincinnati's USL team, or however the fuck it was working." That's actually the best analogy for this because. FCC was told that they would get first dibs to sign, quote unquote, to the MLS team, anybody on the USL team, which is great because USL similarly has no salary cap. So they were like, well, we're going to sign all of the players then, and then they'll just magically move to MLS and we'll circum, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get around your uh, your silly you know, uh, allocation order and re-entry drafts and whatever else in MLS was not a fan yeah, of that so plan. The, so the players have to be 25 or younger. Okay. They can do up to four short-term agreements, which are four-day contracts each season. So a maximum of 16 days. Interesting. Weird. What a weird, what a weird league. Um, four, four MLS league season match rosters. Not even game time rosters. Okay. And that player may appear in no more than two MLS league season matches. So we may have to sign Halsey to contract. I don't know. 
Let's see what happens. Well, if we do sign him, hopefully we don't strand him in the city of Toronto on some weird mishap away day because, Chief, I know you were worried about this one. We've got, we've got one of our best players, maybe our second best player on this team, trapped in Canada. What is I, what? What do we make of this situation? And I just, am I am I crazy for thinking we could potentially lose him like with this? I just want to know more about like is he stuck at the airport like terminal style <laughs> like the Tom Hanks movie? Um, is he you know is he being taken care of? Is he being fed? Like what's going on up there? I'm just I I interrupted Grayson in the last segment when he started talking about this. This is not a victimless crime here, okay? Like, he's, whatever you want to say about whatever the reasoning is behind his visa issues or why he's not here, and to be clear, none of this has been explained by the team at all. Like, no one has gone on the record to say what the problem is, what the situation is, what the solution is, what his status is. It's all very murky and not being discussed. And so... The law around immigration is written down. They hide this information in books. <laughs> you can look this up. It's, you know, free Google. Like there are law firms that specialize in this shit. I don't feel like I'm off base by saying there should be someone on FC Cincinnati's team that has no other job but looking at immigration status, visas, green cards, things like that who should be on the ball about this. And I don't care how many games the team is playing. This guy, a lawyer ain't playing any of these fucking games. Like he should be, there should be a guy that is, there's only job is to keep the team roster compliant. And it's just infuriating that we keep having problems with this. I mean, Brenner missed a huge portion of last season because apparently he was having visa problems last year um, to start the year. Now we've got a guy trapped in Canada because he's having visa problems. Like, at what point is the when you're this team? It's a multi-million dollar organization. Hire a goddamn person to do this. What the fuck? Am I wrong on this? I, I don't think you're wrong at all. <laughs> yes. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> no, and, and look, I know you interrupted me earlier, and I think you thought I was making excuses for the team. I did not intend to make any, any excuses for the team. Well, good. You've learned um, your lesson. <laughs> I I think clearly somebody messed something up here, or maybe not clearly, but it seems likely somebody messed something up here, right? And it likely, and I was just, what I was trying to get at was it likely happened around the fact that there was fixture congestion leading up to the international window. The international window led to him leaving the country. Him leaving the country also kind of coincided with his option getting picked back up. And it was right before his option was originally set to expire. So all of this stuff probably led to somebody dropping the ball. I'm not sick, but, but all of this stuff would have been, I think, knowable ahead of time, or at least anticipated ahead of time. And like Chief said, there should be somebody, and I assume there is somebody whose job it is to handle all of this immigration paperwork and to make sure that like all the various deadlines and everything are met. Um, 
what what I think, and I know it hasn't happened yet when we've had these problems, but I really do think there should be an explanation provided. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it it can't just be like, <laughs> oh, there was a visa issue, right? Like, put somebody in front of Pat Brennan and answer questions about what happened, what was screwed up, or what was the problem, and why that was a problem. And, and what you're doing to fix it. Yeah. Like, yes. why this won't, won't happen, happen again. again. Yeah. Like, not to put too fine a point on this, but they lost this game in D.C., and you would think that having Yerson Mascara back on the back line, maybe you don't concede one or two of those goals, and you're at least in a position to try and push for a 1-1 draw in the second half versus trying to climb out of a 3-0 hole. It would change the way D.C. had to play, only being up one. So now your back of house has contributed to you losing a game. Like, at some point, there's got to be some accountability and just let people know what the fuck is going on and say what you're doing to stop this from happening again. It's hard enough to make a roster. You know? Like, it's hard enough to keep people healthy. It's hard enough to, you know, evaluate who your best 11 is on a game-by-game basis. What you really don't need is... You know, who is whoever's responsible for whoever you're paying probably a lot of money to handle this immigration stuff to screw it up and just take decisions out of your hands, like make players unavailable for totally avoidable circumstances. And, and the, you know, it, it makes me wonder. And like, look, I'm not trying to like sow discord or like fear monger on this, but. The fact that Mascara had so much trouble getting in, getting back in the country from his international duty, it puts me on alert for Bupenza coming in. Yep, you. I, we've seen that before, where guys have had visa issues and immigration issue uh, issues hold up when uh, when we're doing these signings, and like Wolves likes from the reporting we've heard wolves likes that mosquera is here in cincinnati because he's getting a lot of game time he's getting a lot of minutes and he's showing promise with that but how how much of a clown show does fcc look like when they can't give the guy minutes on loan because of clerical errors on their end why wouldn't wolves just go find another partner in mls i He's stuck in Toronto. Hey, Toronto, do you want Mosquera? Because as far as I understand, loans are, in fact, gentlemen's agreements. FIFA looks at loans as transfers, like straight up. When a when a player is moved from from one federation to another like this, that like these are, you know, handshake deals that they send the guy back and everybody operates on this. But like I, we haven't announced his extension. That hasn't that hasn't been public. I don't know. Like I'm happy to fearmonger about this because this is an absurd situation that I can't imagine Mosquera is happy about being stuck. As far as we can tell, is stuck in Canada. Here's another. Here's another. Here's another aspect of that. Right. If they knew that him leaving the country was going to be a problem. Could they have gone to the Colombian Federation and said, 
are you actually planning to play him? Right. Because he didn't play a minute with the national team. Yep. So if they weren't, if he was just being brought in as a developmental player, you might have been able to convince the Colombian Federation not to call him in. Because like once he gets called in, it's an international window. It's a FIFA date. You have no choice right. but to let the player go. But you can talk to the Federation and say, look, he's going to miss a bunch of games with us because of immigration issues if you bring him over. It's better for you and for us if you just leave him out of the roster. So like, I want to know if that was done. Or if they and did. And if Columbia just said, no, we don't care. Like, that's fine. That's out of your hands. You know what would have been even funnier is if they wouldn't have known, if they didn't know this was going to be an issue, and they took him to Toronto to play that TFC game, and he couldn't get back in. When they Jesus. <laughs> well, the TFC game was here, but was it here? I understand, yeah. I understand your point. Yeah. Vancouver wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was thinking, imagine any other league. You could only have to go to another sport where the top team in said league has a player get stuck in another country it would be like the top story and all the like if this was in we're not if in spain germany england you go to play an international match and they're like actually virgil van dyke is um he's still in portugal and we can't get him back for the liverpool game this weekend that would be the lead every game every show that would be the lead but we're gonna get gaslit into saying like guys just relax he's just stuck at the border it's not a big deal because you know it's coming this week we're gonna get some of that from certain people and it's gonna be like you guys are making too big a deal out of this but in any other situation especially the top team in the league having a player stuck in a totally different country and not hearing a peep out of it it's a pretty it's yeah. pretty big, a pretty big deal. I don't want to hear people bringing up like the EU and the free travel because this seemingly would have been like a serious potential problem post Brexit, right? Oh yeah. Imagine like Man City goes to play a Champions League game, and like Kevin De Bruyne can't come back right. to the UK. <laughs> there was a similar-ish situation. You see this every once in a while, where like uh, Mkhitaryan wasn't able to travel for a Europa League final because he's Armenian and it was being held in Azerbaijan and they have, I don't know, kill on site orders for prominent Armenian. I don't remember what the situation was. It was a weird fucking situation. But it was reported. Yes. And it was, it was treated like a big deal. deal. And yeah. there were talks about relocating the final days before because of it. Absolutely. Can you imagine oh. like what a story it would be if Trevor Lawrence from the Jaguars couldn't come back to the United States after playing a game at the UK. Like it would be the lead on sports center every night. Like they would have breaking news where Trevor Lawrence is, what airport he's at. They'd send a film crew over there. Like the idea that this is just, that this is just not even on the radar of like asking what the fuck's going on. And maybe, you know what? Maybe Pat and Laurel have asked and they've been told we're not commenting on that. So there is no, no, there is nothing that they can do. I'm not blaming them if they're asking the questions because we have no idea what is and isn't off limits. But the fact that no one's had to answer anything about this seems wrong. And the fact that it's it's a single entity fucking league. Why isn't the yeah. league? Why isn't it a priority for the league to ensure even if FC Cincinnati isn't on the ball, you got a player stuck at the border. Get the fucking player in. OK, it's a player that you have an agreement with an EPL team on. Get that guy back. Move heaven and earth. Call people. Get this shit done. Yeah, because league wide, the league wants 
I assume the league wants like this EPL players to yes. be loaned into the league. It's you know, and and like yeah, like I'm not saying it's Pat or Laurel or or anybody's anybody in the media's fault no. that the story is not out there, right? Right. Because I assume the question's been asked. I do think to Jonah's point that this is a big deal, yeah, and it's something the team should be addressing to the public, and we are going to be gaslit on this, yeah. People are going to say this is like normal or so it's another thing that people are going to say is just like normal and nobody did anything wrong. And it's just a whoop like it's just fine. It and it's not it's Bush League. No, this is very weird. This is not normal. And what makes it even stranger is that it is a third country involved here. He's on loan from an English club. In England, to be clear, playing in the United States is a Colombian international who had international matches not played in Canada, and he's stuck in Canada? What? What is happening? What is this? I just, yeah. What's the hashtag? Are we going free mascara? Are we going where's mascara? I don't like doing apostrophe ones. Hashtag bring him home. Re- rescue mascara. I think this is. A oh, I like rescue. Mission. Yeah, I'll go with whoever tweets first. I'll copy off that. So. Ground zero mascara. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I'm tweeting. Kevin, you wanted this. You want a second sponsorship? sponsorship? <laughs> Not going to happen. If we, if the goal here is to publicize mascara, <laughs> that's how you do it. All right. Sex. I, now that I've got your attention, <laughs> mascara is trapped. We need a Coney 2012 campaign for rescue mascara. <laughs> bring bring our son home. Oh, bring oh. our son home. <laughs> Bring our son home. I just wow. tweeted rescue mascara. Right I now. just, I, yeah, do that because I did rescue mascara, but I'm ready to. You, you Bring should be our son. Yeah, you should do it home. first. <laughs> I tagged Hashtag all first Cincy. I tagged Biden too. <laughs> Hashtag Toto poor Cincy. <laughs> Good. We need we need the Spanish Twitter on this as well. I um, would run through a Mura di Matone for mascara. <laughs> In case you guys don't remember, that's it's a brick wall. It's a brick wall. <laughs> uh, it's tweeted. Let, all right, let's start a movement, guys. I, it's done. The seeds okay. are planted. I'm just going to pretend say, I didn't make, already do my other one. Make famous. <laughs> make Yerson, We need to make him the most you know, famous center back on planet Earth. <laughs> what if we, can we get like a shirt campaign going with Cincy shirts? Bring our son home. I mean, the email will be sent tonight, to be clear. I just thought about a picture of, like, the Elian Gonzalez, but it's Yerson in the closet. I don't know how low knees work. He may not be a member of the MLSPA, so we may be able to do this without the, the Players Union having to get involved. So no, that's the, one the, thought. The sad part would be when bring Arson home gets hijacked by the wolves twitter and it leads the wolves to recall the loan <laughs> this, is the, this is what the fans want the fans are demanding it we don't know why it's trending worldwide Bring get him back here 
Oh, God. We I'm, I'm doing Alien Gonzalez right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's no time to wait. Uh, what I a will great say, photo. We, we don't want to blame the media for this. I do think it's weird that like outlets like Extra Time aren't talking about this. This is like perfect. They don't know. I guarantee, They don't know about it. I guarantee yeah. you. Can, yeah. I, can I ask you? You hear them talk about the team. They're like, they're like, yeah, uh, I don't know. They had some guys out. I'm not Vasquez sure who plays for them. Yeah. Can I ask an uncomfortable <laughs> question right now? <laughs> Tonight's the night. Are, are we are we certain he wasn't on the sub? Oh no! <laughs> it was. I have not seen definitive proof of the negative here. <laughs> we we lost contact with Yerson right around the same time. I'm just saying. <laughs> He went looking for them and he doesn't know what happened yet. <laughs> he does seem like somebody who would be interested in seeing what's going on with the Titanic. <laughs> I could see him getting really excited about going to the ocean. I'm going to tell you right now, this is going to be a fantastic photo. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Found the perfect scream. Toronto. Sure. Carson. All right. He's Where were they playing? Up, like, I don't even know. Overweight because he's just been eating. They were playing. They the played a game time. in Spain and a game in Germany. <laughs> oh, so he was really traveling, huh? Yeah. Sheesh. All oh right. my gosh. Um. Is that going to do it for part two? <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> part three, let's just say nice things about Brandon Vasquez and call it a pot. All right, we're back. And not unlike how Saturday night went, Brandon Vasquez is going to save the podcast. The third, the third game here, um, the third part. Brandon Vasquez scored a goal after being subbed on in the 83rd-ish minute. I really should have had that up in front of me. Um, Jonah, I'll go to you. Oh, well. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how how big of a crime against humanity was it that Vasquez wasn't on the World Cup roster? Looks worse and worse every day. <laughs> well, like, people will point to his form this season, and that's irrelevant. Right. Like you take the guy who is performing well, you ride, you know, we then, you bring yes. whoever it is. It doesn't matter. So, yeah, seeing that and seeing how we didn't really have that. Yeah, it's a pretty big, pretty big boo boo. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be taking a victory lap if uh, if I was any of the ones who was saying that we made the right call, not bringing him. Plus, like he's two for four. That's a pretty good rate. And uh, you, you point out the minutes played, which is then it takes it to his goals per minute is probably like, you know, a goal a game. It's like one goal for per 90. Yeah. Yeah. And he can. He's huge. You see him come on and like, like, OK, there was nobody out there playing who has this Superman frame like Jesus Ferreira. He's probably better. Not in Vasquez's position on the field anyway, so that was good for him too. But there's just nobody who's like bodying up like that. I don't even think of the we're talking about the A team too. I'm not saying he should be on the A team, but there's not a guy who kind of looks right. like him. So it was beautiful and made me all forget about all the Miazga blame that Stu Holden just <laughs> would not stop talking about. I was like, could you stop saying his name? That's just Cincinnati's Matt Miazga there. God, Miazga with the Miazga. Miazga. Like, There's all right, no such thing chill. as bad publicity. <laughs> I mean, if he sucks that bad, just send him back. Please. Yeah, we'll, we'll, exactly. we'll take one for the team. Uh-huh. The best defender on the best team potentially ever in MLS history. Yeah, man, he's probably real bad. He's probably a real bad player to have out there. Now, it I, I think there's a non-zero chance 
that Stu Holden just doesn't like Matt Miazga personally. <laughs> they would have because he feels like a polarizing personality. Yeah. To me. Is there anyone involved in the US men's national team orbit that does like Matt Miazga? Because it feels like the list of enemies is a lot longer than the list of fans for him. It was Jeff Cameron. And... Yeah. So maybe Pulisic would like him then. Pulisic probably likes him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be clear, all those people that don't like him are dead wrong, and I hope they rot. <laughs> I mean Well, the only thing worth caring about is like how he helps your team. Yeah. So I love him. If if Miazga hadn't been on loan from Chelsea, but still had the same career, U.S. Men's National Team Twitter would be beating down doors to get him into the national team at every available minute, because that is the profile of player that they love. A guy who just plays in Europe and does pretty okay at it. Yeah, if he hadn't and gone he to Chelsea, that. if he just would have gone to, right. I don't know, like Stoke City... To just pick one out of the air, one love the guy. <laughs> play, play for ten years there. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Vasquez uh, scores a goal. Uh, my favorite thing from the night, though, was the uh, bizarre. I don't know how this happened, but man, it was funny watching this happen in real time. Uh, from what I can tell, somebody. <laughs> Sorry. We've seen. <laughs> oh, audio, audio, audio medium. Bring we've Arson seen, home. We've seen the Ilian Gonzalez meme of Arson, and uh, folks, it hit just right. <laughs> What'd you see in the game, Kevin? I, I no, it was. I guess it was after the game. One of these, you know, weird. QSMNT guys or whatever um, tweets out that Univision said Burhalter changed the starting 11 moments before the starting 11 was released. And that's why, and then they, they named like four random MLS players. That's why these guys actually played in the game. Yedlin was one name I can remember. And like, the whole night were Univision reporters saying on Twitter, we did not say this, and everybody's still running with it, that Burhalter was tinkering with the team right before, and that's why they were bad for some reason. Like, all of the yeah. substitutions really felt like the exact same person for the exact same person, but whatever. It was just the, funny to the, watch it. The original guy who tweeted that yeah. did not source it. I don't want to get too deep into please men's I, national team Twitter here. I want to get the, deep. <laughs> the original guy who tweeted that did not source it to Univision and he tweeted it before the game. Okay. Like after the lineup came out, he was like pretty early on it. Burhalter um, warned lineup not seaworthy. Proceeded forward anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the the one guy who tweeted that Univision said it, it's like surely somebody would would have been able to produce a clip. Right. <laughs> At this point in time. And I haven't seen it. And then, like, it was being echoed by other groups that were like, hey, did Univision report that Berhalter changed the starting? And just like it kept snowballing. It was fun to watch, like, quote unquote, misinformation be created and passed around in real time on Twitter in, like, the most non the most insignificant piece 
of like public discourse. It was just funny watching that happen. I don't, I don't know. That's all I had. I thought it was interesting that these guys worked themselves up into a tizzy because they had a, a different right back idea than Yedlin. Like I, this, I think, I think it was, I think you could quibble with the lineup for sure. Like Georgie coming off the bench. I didn't, I wasn't a fan of that. I mean, like I would start Brandon up top and Ferreira in one of the, like as a 10 or like a wing position, because I think, I don't think Ferreira is effective as, as a nine, Yeah, you know, in this formation anyway, but like, you know, I was happy to see Brandon score for sure. Yeah. I like that uh, those same people, too, were like, yeah, but Vesca's still sucks because that was just a tap-in. It's like, hey, guy, dude, we, we could it, use tap-ins. Those are good. It's, it's not a fucking accident when forwards get a tap-in. Right. It's like, I mean, the hard part is a tap-in goal isn't worth a full point, so I can understand yeah. why you wouldn't want those. Right, right. It was like my, my, my basketball coach growing up would tell us, you don't get extra points for making having a swish. You can use the backboard. It's okay. We were like, yeah, but that's not as cool. So <laughs> it's like ask Chris Wondolowski how just so easy the tap-ins are in front of goal for the national team. Super easy. Well, it's like there's tons of guys who've made even like in Europe. Yes. Who've made entire careers out of finding tap-ins. And like Thomas Mueller, Olivier Giroux. Uh Klosa made a World yeah. Cup career on just beating up Saudi Arabia. It's great. Um, Van Nistelrooy. I can name people too. Okay. Let's so keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, 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 if, if the U.S. had lost this game, it would raise the possibility of them not making the semifinals, which would mean we get our players back faster. No. Because it's the quarterfinals that they qualify out of the group for. And the rest of the group is like St. Kitts and Nevis and yeah. some other, I assume, tax shelter. But, like, if we lost to them, we'd get our players back faster. <laughs> yeah. If we right. self-sabotage. Brandon Vasquez. What a yeah. selfish goal. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, there we go. I, that's a pod. I've got nothing else. I'm out of national team takes. Does anybody else have a national team take? I was just say smart move by Burhalter to not, you know, we're shitting on him for not coaching the Gold Cup, but now he, he'll just, like, stay clean He's like, I don't have to coach the batter, the, the batter yeah. players. That's, that's I say. The, that's the QSMNT take on it. Is that oh, Berhalter's yeah. not coaching the Gold Cup because he because they he knows the team sucks. Yeah, instantly come back and like, wait a second, yeah. we brought this guy back. Like, if he coached last night, oh my god, in the exact same, <laughs> everything's exactly the same. You I know, would have been something. The, some the takes we were robbed of by Berhalter not coaching this game because <laughs> we barely drew Jamaica one one. I do I do like the immediate about face of uh, BJ Reynolds is the best national team manager. Why did we hire Burhalter too? Oh my god, I can't believe Burhalter completely undermined the greatest manager of all time, BJ Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> BJ Call- Callahan. Callahan, whatever. I don't I'm not gonna learn his name because he's it's not gonna be around much longer. Now, now he sucks again too. Yeah. BJ Reynolds makes like aluminum foil or something. <laughs> or tobacco. I don't know. BJ Reynolds is a fantastic and salesman all right <laughs> yeah wasn't wait wait bj reynolds wasn't that the guy that was on the office novak novak <laughs> dj novak oh it's well established that if somebody was on the office 
I wouldn't know about it. <laughs> yeah, what is Billy Joe? And then, and, uh, yeah, what it's is, covering up for a worse name. Yeah. I remember Demay won one game against Montreal, and then like remember like Doyle on extra time the next week. Like this is like I think they found a way. Like like this is repeatable. I'm like nah. the <laughs> tried. Yeah, Demay way never never still still younger than Lucho though. B.J. Callahan. Yeah, no. This is if it if it goes well, it's B.J. Callahan. If it goes poorly, it's Greg Berhalter. The narrative's already set. This oh, I was good. I was googling B.J. Reynolds because I already forgot what we had said. I thought that was his name now. <laughs> I've always loved B.J. Reynolds. He's a great coach. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. He's yeah, no okay. Billy Edwards when it comes to between the sticks, though. Billy Edwards. Yeah. Billy Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> if he, if he can't say Tifa right, family. I can't say his name. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God. Um, is there anything else? Have we missed anything else? This was a good after a bad loss pod. I think this is the right energy. There was there was nothing good about this pod. There's no one listening. I can't wait to see the numbers anyway. on this. <laughs> uh, Whoa, I think I think I think bring our son home is. I think that we're gonna get that going tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. I think. Let's see Folks. if if you listen to the episode and you have a Twitter and you don't tweet bring our son home that's hard to say for some reason You're uh out. then you want him to stay in canada there's just, there's this is no gray area you either want him home and you tweet it or you don't okay you if don't you want to... him to stay if you want him to stay in canada that makes you a crew fan i would think yeah. absolutely not absolutely. Not, not a tfc fan no. and fuck columbus All of the music in this podcast was done by Jim Trace and the Makers, an amazing local Cincinnati band. You can find more information about them in the description of this episode. Also, be sure to check out The Post Cincy at thepostcincy.com. That's where we're posting our written content. You'll find a wide range of content there posted regularly. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. Or better yet, share this episode with a friend, a family member, a fellow FC Cincinnati fan, somebody you think might enjoy this content, please send it on over uh, to them. We would really, really appreciate that. And if you haven't done so already, we do have a Discord server. Feel free to drop in and join the conversation happening there. Again, links to that can be found on the website or in the description of this episode. Thank you so much for listening.